1: Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scanell from Hightower Great Lakes. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing great today, Eric. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. I'm uh, I'm excited. You've got a guest on the show today, and uh, I, I don't know who this is. I'm, this is the first time I get to meet this gentleman.
2: Yeah, so, you know, we've talked on a lot of the podcasts in the past about the need for a team, a strong team, and mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons why, you know, four years ago, two and a half years ago, I should say, we merged to become Hightower Great Lakes, and how we really are trying to focus on building an ensemble team of professionals with different skill sets. And Don is a great advisor, part of the Hightower Great Lakes team, works with a lot of our clients. So I wanted to really introduce the audience to Don because I think he's great
1: and I think he's helps a lot of our clients and I think he could help a lot of the listeners. Fantastic, all right. Well, Don, thank you so much for being on the show. I look forward to getting to know you. Thanks, Eric, appreciate it.
2: So Don, I'm gonna be your questionnaire for the day. Um, Tell me something, I guess, before you started in the business, what what were you doing before? Uh, Because I know you've got some hobbies, I'm aware of, but maybe share with the audience a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So
3: I graduated from the University of Michigan and thought I was going to go to medical school. Finished some graduate classes after that. And while I did that, I worked full-time as well. And then eventually got into the insurance business, life insurance. And as I was in that, I saw a need for something more than just a transactional sale. Uh, Noticed that people needed help getting their finances together, organized. They needed plans. Uh, They also needed help with the investment side. So I made a switch when my wife and I moved to Traverse City in 1997, right after we got married. And I started working at Merrill Lynch uh, shortly after we moved up here. And started in their training program, and really, you know, got licensed, um, learned a lot, and then I stayed there for about three years, and then moved to UBS Payne Weber here in Traverse City. So another warehouse firm, and that firm then, or that the, our office, got bought by uh, Stiefel Nicholas, a regional warehouse. and. The fit wasn't that great. It was more of a, a transactional firm, not really a wealth management firm. So when Blair opened this office, you know, we communicated, and uh, I moved over here in September of 2011 and haven't looked back. You know, really enjoy uh, being a fiduciary and serving clients with really all of the, the best-of-breed tools that we have available to us right now
2: yeah I know one of the the common themes I find when I'm talking to fiduciary advisors like like we are is, um actually, I followed a similar path Don. I was a CPA for a little while and realized I didn't want to do that and ended up in the life insurance business. and and I just kind of molded around to different business models. and I think eventually, you know, I tried to couldn't find a model that I think fit the, the what a fiduciary minded advisor wants to do. And eventually we, we just kind of came to the conclusion that we should create one. So, I'm glad we all connected, which is great. Um, yes. So was there like a, a major event or a mentor or what made you kind of become an advisor and kind of set you on that path? Tim, while I was in
3: the life
2: insurance business,
3: I I was watching, you know, CNBC in my office and like most of us do, and it really came to realize that the capital markets in the United States are the greatest generator of wealth. In the world, and as such, really kind of became fascinated with with markets and the potential there for people to build wealth, and wanted to help people learn how to use that as a tool to build wealth and to really create a comfortable future for themselves. So that, and then getting into financial planning, helping people organize their finances, uh, articulate their goals, and then work toward those goals. That's really what what drives me right now.
2: That's awesome. Was there kind of an aha moment or you know, like one of the things I, I look back now versus the the Tim twenty years ago or even five or ten years ago is when you look back at the Don, you know, several years back versus today, are there are there things you see now about serving clients that, you know, maybe are different um, than maybe what you were doing when you first started? Oh, for sure, Tim. You know, I, I think originally
3: I probably was more worried about the investment side of things. And, you know, as I've matured in the business, really have realized that the financial planning side is really the key. You know, building a holistic plan for for clients and then following that plan really is is the best path. And the investments are important, but they're a tool to help clients realize their goals. And you know, helping them articulate the goals and then work toward those is really what's the most important thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it seems like communication is a big thing. Uh, you probably do a lot more of that comprehensive communication or questions or discovery than maybe you might have done, especially when you're just in the insurance business like I was a long time ago.
3: Yeah, and you know, in the insurance business, that's for the most part transactional. So, mm-hmm it it's very different and you know now what you and i do is really about building relationships with people you know the better we understand our clients the better we can help them and you can really never know your client well enough i feel and you know the the better we know them the more questions we ask the the better we know their family and and their entire financial situation the better we can provide advice
2: yeah so uh as you think about it, are there clients that you've had for like a number of years? Guy, uh, go back and actually, I've got a couple clients from 1986. I, I was 12 at the time, I'm sure, but it's just amazing when you go back and you think of how long you've been working for people and you've seen their kids grow and now you see their grandkids. I mean, do you? Is that that's do, do you feel like that's part of the the benefits of the job? As you like, watch that happen.
3: Oh, absolutely! And, and not only do you watch it happen, but you help. You help these things happen, you know. Maybe you've helped them fund a wedding uh, for their
0: mm-hmm.
3: daughter or kids. Um, you've helped them fund for college, and the kids have graduated from college. So, to help clients achieve these milestones in life is is really satisfying.
2: So, as you as you're working with clients and thinking of maybe some of the work you've done the last you know several years, uh, what would you what would you say are like some of the maybe one or two of the biggest mistakes that uh, people make? maybe not even mistakes, but maybe they just are not aware, but things that they're doing that you could maybe help them with, solve a problem for?
3: Yeah. The the biggest thing that comes to mind, Tim, is when clients lose sight of their goals and become emotional and make emotional decisions. And, And it's easy for clients to get very emotional when the markets take a downturn rather than staying the course and staying focused on their goals and if, if we can keep clients from becoming emotional with regard to their investments and keep them focused on their long-term goals that's much much more in their long-term interest. You know, for example, a year ago, well a year 14 15 months ago when the markets were were down quite a bit, you know, I I had a couple clients who were very nervous, they wanted to sell stayed in and in for these particular clients if they had sold at the bottom they would it would take years for that to recover but since they stayed the course uh, stayed invested focused on their long-term goals they're much more in tune and much more in line with achieving those goals so they're
2: in much better shape financially so when you, when you're meeting with one of those clients you're thinking of last April, March or April during the the peak of covid may you know what were some of the things you're you're helping them keep focused on as they're as you're helping them ride through the roller coaster of that market right so i can think of a couple clients who
3: they don't spend much money so their goal is really to pass money on to their children and with these particular clients you know i reminded them this money will be passed on to your kids you know we've got time to let this keep growing. And if you stay focused on those goals of passing this money on to your children, then you know we can achieve that. And sure enough, you know, we we spoke regularly over the course of yeah, last year. And absolutely. you know, they they realized come oh August, September that it was the right decision, you know, to stay invested. So they're in much better shape financially, and and their goals are
2: are still they're still on track for their goals. In, in an example like that, if you don't mind me just expanding a little, um, sure. So with a client like that, where their goals are not necessarily where they where they don't believe they're going to spend all the money, where they're focusing generationally, you know, on their kids and grandkids. So um, obviously, we're not attorneys at all. We don't practice law, but. Do you get into just talking generally about estate planning and how to structure things to to make that money last and you know tax strategies things like that?
3: Oh definitely yeah we want to help people pass money on in the most tax advantageous manner so you know if that includes gifting over the course of their their lifetime then that's a strategy we can use uh, we'll also work with their estate planning attorneys you know if there's a trust document in place we'll work within the bounds of that trust document. So that that's absolutely part of the part of the equation.
2: And then, you know, like Eric, you know, we've talked a lot about the fact that we focus on teams when I work with a client, when we work with clients, we're making sure we have relationship management as a focus and talking to their CPAs and their attorneys and trust officers, insurance agents so that we're all collaborating and if I'm making a recommendation, making sure that You know the attorneys knows where I'm at, and we're on the same page, and not doing things that are conflicting goals. So, Don, when you're doing stuff like that and working on estate planning or tax planning, are are you collaborating with, or how are you collaborating with, I should say, their other professionals?
3: Yeah. So, really, we're we're collaborating proactively, and when I say that, I mean we're reaching out to the tax. To the CPA, we're reaching out to the estate planning attorney and making sure we're communicating and that everybody's on the same page. So, you know, I kind of you've probably heard this term before, Tim, but but we're kind of the the financial quarterback. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're we're working with everyone else and coordinating to make sure that the client's goals are realized.
2: That's awesome. So if you were to look at like one Work-related accomplishment, you know, whether it's stuff you've done with a client or how you've um, given back, let's say pro bono work, things like that. So, what's one thing you're really proud of, work-related, that you want to share, maybe with the audience?
3: Yeah, I I think (laughs) since I started the business, Tim, you know, we've seen three pretty drastic downturns. There was 2001, 2002, 2008, 2009, Mm
0: -hmm. and then
3: last spring. So through those three downturns the most important thing has been keeping people invested and not letting their emotions rule and and make decisions for them. So again it's keeping people focused on the long-term financial goals that they have. So I think, you know, by keeping people invested it's pro- actually protected their wealth and helped them build wealth so that more they're more likely to realize those financial goals. So I think that's the the most important thing is is really you know originally when we start at working with clients helping them articulate the goals and developing that financial plan sure and then keeping them on track keeping emotions out of the equation and helping them achieve those goals. So, you know, by keeping people invested even when the <laughs> it's the darkest part of the night you know, and, and oh, things yeah. look really scary. It, it's it's worked out, and the markets have have worked in their favor. So, you know that that's been a key is is keeping people invested and focused on the on the long term goals that they have.
2: And I'm a little older than you, Don. So maybe running across this a little more. But I'm I'm finding myself working with my clients' parents, or working with my clients who are trying to uh, help their parents as they're aging. I'm also finding I'm working with some of my clients' kids and even grandkids. I mean, how do you do? You find yourself end up working with the family, other parts. You know, not just the client, the the husband, the spouse, the wife, um, but then the kids, grandkids, and adults. Are you, are you finding that also?
3: Yeah, Tim, and and I think that's an important aspect of the relationship is working with multiple generations of the same family. And one thing that we like to do is that we like to encourage parents in this case to to have at least an annual meeting with their whole family, with their, their children. And that way the children know what the financial goals are and they're aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So again, we like to quarterback that meeting um, at least annually, and which can be difficult because kids may be spread all over the country. But that's something that we strongly encourage. And then the other side of the equation is helping clients work with their aging parents and, and work to take care of them. So that's another another thing that we do. And, and we're seeing more of that. You know, as, as clients age and they've still got parents around, those parents need care. And that's something that we've increasingly been doing more of is helping clients work with their aging parents.
2: Yeah, I find it's interesting that you mentioned that um, you do a number of or your clients ha- have family meetings. And I've had clients that have had them that have gone really well. Um, I've had clients that have had them that have gone not so well because, you know, you talked about emotions several times and there's just a lot of emotions related to money. All kids are different, right? So, some have different needs, some, you know, equal versus, you know, fair. So, how do you you, uh, manage meetings like that just, you know, from a forest view? Do you, recommend they bring people in to moderate or do you just have them do it or what, what's your theory about that, your philosophy?
3: Yeah, so that's that's an interesting point, Tim, in that things can go south when there are surprises involved. Yeah. And what that means is that clients need to communicate with their children with their families and the more communication there is, generally the better the relationships are. And you don't have the surprises. So it, it's when people spring things on their kids out of the blue that the kids might be blindsided. They might become emotional. It's something we see a lot up here in our area, in, you know, in Traverse City, Northwest Lower Michigan. We we have a lot of second homeowners. And there's a lot of emotional attachment to these second homes. So, you know, how sure. do those homes get passed on to the next generation? You know, that, that becomes very emotional situation. And you know, some kids may live very long distance away and and they may not be able to, you know, use a place. So it it becomes complicated. And, And not only that, but just, you know, the passing on of assets or family heirlooms, as you know, can can become a little sticky. So the more these things are communicated with from parents to children, the smoother things go. And again, it's, it's when there are surprises. You know, we, we typically don't want to ever be involved in a meeting where this is just brought up for the first time out of the blue. And that's when, when emotions can, can take over and really make things go south quickly. So it, it's the fam- the families that we see that are most successful in meeting with the extended family and their children is the case where there's been regular communication.
2: Yeah, we did a podcast, gosh, I think it was sometime last year with Susan Glatley, and she's a consultant, and she talked about a story where she helped her family. They had some property in the in Seattle or Washington State area, where after three generations, <laughs> you have all these interested parties and trying to figure out how to take care of that home that some people want, some people can afford, some people can't. It's super complicated and requires a lot of, even more than just financial planning, but a, like almost emotional planning or you know, consulting to come in. Um, so, outside of work, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, what do you do for fun? I... Those who know me know that I'm extremely busy,
3: especially in the wintertime, with skiing and ski racing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very involved with that. I'm, I'm a coach. I'm an official. I'm an administrator. I run Lower Michigan for U.S. Ski and Snowboard, which is the national governing body for the sport of ski racing. Mm. And in addition to that, I am the vice chair for the Central Division, which is the Midwest. and in addition to that, I'm the vice chair for the Rocky Mountain and Central Division region. Wow. So it's about a third of the country. and I also help coach my, my daughter's high school ski team. So U.S. ski and snowboard can be considered the club side of the sport and then there's the high school side. So our winters are extremely busy, but it's a labor of love. I love skiing. I grew up skiing. I grew up ski racing, not at the same level that my kids are, but um, <laughs> our, it's been a great a great experience for our family. And, and our son went on to to ski race in college. He was the captain of his school ski team. And wow. our daughter is the captain of her high school ski team. Uh, they've both been to the uh rocky mountain central division junior championships out in colorado so it's it's been a lot of fun and i i'm usually found on the weekends i'm a technical delegate which is kind of the lead official hmm. for a ski racing events. Uh, so i i coordinate the event and and do a lot of the planning so i'm found on the side of a hill usually saturdays and sundays um officiating and making sure everything goes smoothly uh, but it, it's great. You know, in this past winter, we had some challenges, but we were able to sure. pull off all of our races, high school and u s. ski and snowboards. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. And in addition to to ski racing, I like to to go to the gym and and weight train and and uh, do cardio activity and and that's as much for you know the mental well-being as it is physical. It, it's a great way to go relieve stress.
2: Oh, Most definitely. days. Well, that's amazing. That's, I, I knew you were involved in skiing. I didn't realize you had taken up that much leadership positions in that industry. That's amazing.
3: It, it's, it is. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And, and it, it kind of never stops. In fact, I, I had a conference call last night for, for that, for, for ski racing coaches. So uh, it's, it's pretty much year round, but this time of the year it's a little bit slower. But we're already we've been planning for the, for the coming season.
2: Awesome. Well, this has been great. I, I was hoping to introduce the audience to you, to what you do, some of your, your focuses. If someone wants to get a hold of you, um, how, to, how can they reach you? Sure. Uh, they can reach me by
3: phone. And my line is 231-486-0492. And they can also reach me by email. And my email address is dstellin, that's d-s-t-e-l-l-i-n, at hightoweradvisors.com.
2: Awesome. And I know from working with you, if they reach out to you, they can schedule a free meeting where you know they can talk about their, their goals and get a clearer picture of maybe where they're at, uh, where they want to be, and at least a couple strategies, I think, where maybe they can get there faster and more efficiently.
3: Oh definitely. Yeah, we we like to do a consultation with clients to to make sure that not only, you know, are we the right fit for them, but that they're the right fit for us. So we want to make sure that that our skills match their needs and that it's a complementary, you know, mutually beneficial
2: relationship. Yeah, and I think if you're in the audience, you know, whether you are uh, haven't haven't thought about retiring, you're far from it, you're accumulating maybe or whether you know, you've worked on your retirement plan, but just not sure you're getting the results you know you should be, or you may be ready to retire um, and just looking for a second opinion to make sure you do it right, because you're only going to get one shot at it. So reach out to Don if you get a chance, because uh, I work with him. He's a great advisor. So so Eric, I just thought I'd introduce everyone to Don, and
1: um, I, I think that was, really went well. Oh, I think it was fantastic. Um, Don, I, I do have a question for you, if you don't mind, sir. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so ski racing, right? Yes, I, I've I haven't heard that term. I, I know downhill skiing, I know cross country skiing. Mm-hmm. I know I've seen slalom, right? As a, I don't even know if it's called slalom anymore, but you know the, the ski skiing between those flags that people keep hitting. Um, what is ski racing?
3: Well, ski racing, you know, slalom is one of the events of ski racing. So we're okay. talking alpine alpine ski racing. So downhill racing got it. Okay. And then there are <clears throat> there are events within that. So there's slalom, there's giant slalom, there's super giant slalom and then downhill. Wow. Um, so it it's a it's a very active fun sport, you know, obviously we we race in all conditions. Uh so it's a good character building sport. Kids have a lot of fun. It's a great family sport. Most yeah. of the parents are very involved. So it's and it's a lifetime sport. That's what's what's so fun is that we have grandparents showing up who used to race to watch their kids that and, is and awesome. grandkids.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's, 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 I find it's very interesting because this really reflects the sport that you chose or that you chose to represent it kind of reflects exactly the work that you guys do. Um, team building, right? It's, it's team building. It's multi-generational. Everybody's involved and through learning from Tim for as long as I have, um, it, it sounds like that's a perfect match for the, the work you do. Uh, so I, I thought that was a, a interesting parallel, uh, to what you do in, in, downtime and also, well, I guess it's not even called downtime because that's a lot of work to me, but, um, in, in your (laughs) hobby life and then compared to your, to your work life. Uh, and so I, I just appreciate Tim bringing you on the show and and allowing us to get to know you. So thank you so much for being here, Tim, of course, thank you for bringing Don on the show. And I do have to say one other thing to the audience. I did not know the depth of the team that Tim works with, uh, and I'll just be straight honest. Uh, I was actually speaking to somebody in Missouri uh, who had the high tower name. And I just happened to mention, Hey, do you happen to know Tim? And she immediately, like, Oh, I love Tim. I know Tim. I'm going to be talking to him later today. I'm like, Oh my goodness. And then, and then three days later, literally I was speaking to a gentleman in California and uh, found out that he was associated with high tower. And I was Hey, by any chance, do you know Tim <laughs> immediately? I know Tim. And I'm like, why wow, I get this, around. What can this I say? Guy? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Tim, I, I think that's just a I, I think that's a feather in your cap that you are so willing to work with and and I know that one of the people that I spoke with, uh, I believe they're on like a, uh, a masterminds group with you. Uh, so I know that you're constantly learning, constantly working with others within the high tower team. Um, and again, it's just the way you present yourself and the way you work with your clients is a very humble approach saying look, I know a lot. But I don't know everything, and therefore, I have a lot of people around me. So uh, thank you so much for bringing Don on the show. And, of course, audience, our last thank you always goes to you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the WellStream Podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth Stream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available, and don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of High Tower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, Advisory services are offered through High Tower Advisors LLC.